talk Sixers process on on that. I think we should talk a little Sixers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because it's important. It it dives into the process. Oh, absolutely. Right. So it it was the process a failure? Mm, Yes and no. And so here's the, the, the no. The no is clearly to your point that you were just making. You know, they got a they got a bunch of picks. They you know they blah 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 blah. They built up a an arsenal of picks and and some talent in the in the lower levels and kind of figuring it out. Some European talent stashed, and then you know, so there's that. Uh, but the failure of the process, and I think the thing that's different about what uh, the Sixers were doing and telegraphing and saying to everyone, as opposed to the teams that have been processing forever, like you know, the Clippers. Um, is that the goal, the goal of the podcast, the goal that you have, the goal that I have, is to have repeatable results based on doing things that are, you know, smart, rational plays over and over again that build sort of a situation where you can have continued success, right? So Mm. my goal from a business perspective is to build some small apps, right, that maybe have a little bit of price on them, maybe they don't, it kind of doesn't matter. And that will build an email list of people who are using the kinds of apps that I make so that I can figure out what people are actually using and they want so that when I do push my chips in, on a bigger app with a bigger price point that is theoretically the path for me to make some significant money so I can retire earlier or so that I can have a business that I can retire while running. Um, I'm doing it with as much information and a repeatable, consistent approach. And the part that the Sixers failed at is the repeatable, consistent approach. So the process was a success. They got a lot of picks. The process was a failure. They made a bunch of moves that were that were not related to each other, mm-hmm. and they well, flailed. You, and flailing is what's sinking the process, and flailing is what a part of this podcast is all about. Us not flailing, us kind of finding a path that we can repeat so that we can make consistent long-term money. Absolutely, and just to dive in deeper, it's so funny because. So our book that we're reading right now, um, you know, uh, the mom test, right? He talks about like, this is where, you know, in relation to the Sixers, right? In the process where I think they went wrong, you know, like to me, the Sixers did not identify the market well enough, right? Like I text you earlier, you know, um, about a quote that was in the book and the quote was, you know, some problems don't actually matter, even if they technically exist, right? And then there's some other stuff that in the book they talk about opinions and how that doesn't matter. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, so the NBA, right? Like what I think the Sixers did just talking this year is they, they if they would have listened to that quote, we would not be in the situation we're in going forward. So I'm going to just talk about this year real quick, this summer. Last year, the Sixers came out after they got knocked out and, and pointed to a problem that they thought was the reason why they did not win that series last year. And that problem was they looked at when Joel Embiid was off the court, 
the Sixers were like some that had the highest uh, plus minus, like negative uh, minus, and the plus minus stat. Yes. So when he left the floor, that their team lost by like. Uh, uh, some ridiculous number throughout the playoffs by like 100 points or something. I think it was like 81 points, right? And they took that and they basically determined that as their problem, their biggest problem. And what they did was they took a problem that, yes, this problem exists, but technically this problem does not matter at all because they went out and they went and invested more money in a position that in this particular sport, so we'll call it in in the climb, you know, the the um, the climate of business, right? Like they went out and invested in newspapers, you know, like actual printed right. newspapers. Hundred percent. Like yep. that's what Al they Horford went out of. Newspaper. Oh, Horford, it's a newspaper. <laughs> so you go, <laughs> so so the Sixers in an era where let's just say guards are the internet. They thought it was a better idea to go out and invest in newspapers for their business instead of investing in social media. Like, that's what they did. The problem of the, and and I remember it clearly, Devin. I remember Elton Brand and last year's exit interview, you know, GM exit interview with the media. He started with that. We're going to get support for Joel and B. We need to be better when he's off the floor. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head at the time because at the time I didn't read the mom test. I'm just buying it. I'm soaking up all the Sixers Kool-Aid juice. You know, I got like a loaf of bread and I'm dabbing up the leftover juice on nah, the we're, plate we're both and everything. Kool-Aid. Oh, man, I'm soaking. I'm drenched in Kool-Aid, man. You know what I mean? Like, like I'd be, if, if this if this was uh, Jim Jones all over again, we both would be like laid out in some grass somewhere because we was all in on the Kool-Aid, man. And uh, now I'm taking the glasses off. And, and so... You know, not to get long-winded on the Sixers, but I think it really does tie into what we're doing because you talked about repeated steps, right? And I think what's important that the Sixers didn't do is at no point that they're playing, like, interlock with the direction of the entire NBA. You know what I mean? Like, when you're when you're talking about business and entrepreneurship, like, in, in my opinion, is... It's very important to know the climate, you know, which is in the, which is what they're talking about in this book. You need to know what is the product that your customers need, like yep. like not what they want, not what they think is cool or looks good or whatever, but what do they actually need? And what and the you si- need, go ahead, no, you got it. Yeah, no, no, you got you, it. You need to not. Uh, you need to not read your own hype. Because it seems mm-hmm. a lot like oh, they read their height. <laughs> they read their own height, which means, which according to the mom test, right? Like so, to to relate it back to the book, would be that Elton Brand asked a bunch of questions, like, "Don't you think signing Al Horford is a great idea?" Oh, he did. And, ev- and everybody said, "Well, yeah, it's a great idea," because they wanted to make Elton happy. Mm-hmm. And you know what they said too? They said, "Oh, yeah, it's a great idea because we're we're taking this." This guy from the Celtics is going to hurt them and help us. Like, you just took a newspaper from a yeah. business who was trying to get rid of their newspapers. Yep. Like, like you they paid were, $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what you did. You just literally went to your competitor and said, oh, 
that we're gonna we, we want to buy out your newspaper company because you think that's gonna hurt them and help you like that just that, like uh, you know so when you look at the Sixers and when you think about business and it, how important it is to invest in you know the market what it what does the market need and in the NBA the market is telling you the guard position is the most important position in the NBA. That's what the market tells you. The wing, guys that can score on the perimeter. And yeah. you know what the Sixers did? <laughs> and this is what, what baffles me, right? They filled up down low. They filled up down low. They did not draft one quality guard, perimeter player, let's say. One quality perimeter player at any point. And when they did, they did another mis- They did another not mistake, right? But like, at some point, like when you go all in, like when you when you push all your money in, 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 in as an entrepreneur, like you need to have like some history or some type of data that's telling you now's the right time. And I don't know if the Sixers when they went and made the move for Markel, folks. Even though I was definitely like pro Markel in the move. I don't know when you think about pushing our chips in at that time, like they had no idea what Ben Simmons truly was going to be as a pro. They had no idea Joel and B, they only had saw him for 20 games, you know, like, so they went all in pretty much blindly with the idea that this player was going to be the, the kind of the final piece. I don't hate the move. But I do think, like, from a business aspect, like, sometimes, yes, sometimes it's okay to take the the Aaron Foxes of the world who went five, and maybe they might not be the guy that everyone's hyping up or talking about, but they are still a quality piece that will help you in your entrepreneur, you know, in moving forward as an entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I agree. They took a huge gamble, Um, but I don't think the gamble was. I don't think I still. In hindsight, even with what happened with Fultz, I don't think the gamble was terrible because the gamble was essentially attempt to get Jimmy Butler as a rookie. Yeah, yeah. And look at how well having Jimmy Butler on the team worked, and look at how well not having Jimmy Butler on the team. <laughs> oh man! Work. And you so, know, it's, you can relate that to the book too. Like you can relate that to the fact that like he had a part in the book where he talks about this guy complaining about he had a client who was complaining about hating the dude some some data stuff that you know he just thought was the worst thing in the world and he had like remember he says like he was all emotional he was all angry about this thing that's getting in his way and so he asked the guy well what do you do about it now and the guy goes oh i just bought on two interns and they take care of it and he's like what that's not a problem you solved it. It's fixed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, Jimmy Butler is that. Like, it's like, oh, he's this, he's so difficult. He's, I don't know what he's going to do. He's a ticking time bomb. But look what he did for you in the playoffs. Like, yeah, you got all these complaints and all these issues with this guy because he's not this perfect fit for whatever, whatever idea that you have as an organization. But look at, like, the problems aren't nearly as catastrophic as you think they are. This dude is helping ten times more than he's hurting. Yeah, if you if you take it away, all of a sudden this guy that you paid a lot of money for, Toby, and I don't think the Toby deal is terrible, but um, if you take to- if you take Jimmy Butler away, Toby's useless. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. It is so funny how this this book and our podcast and like the Sixers is literally a gem for us. Like like we could break down the Sixers in terms of a process and and you know right and wrongs in terms of business. And I believe somebody wrote that. Um, not even a sports person. Somebody from the tech world or the business world wrote that. I saw a quote come across on uh, Twitter where one of these guys said that business schools across the country will use the Philadelphia 76ers um, in in some way, you know, through their syllabuses from here on. Like they are a tool to learn, like kind of like basically what not to do, how to make every wrong decision as a as a business uh was his exact words in a tweet and i think he's 100 percent right I, I believe it i believe it so um let's do weekly updates i can yeah. start or you can start uh sure sure um go ahead you got it um so this week was uh filled with good actually most of my weeks have been pretty good uh the i i'm doing a lot of learning again um so there's, I kind of had two things come up this week. One is there's an issue with my laptop. So, you know, I got to, I, I have to make sure that I do personal work on my personal laptop and work work on my work laptop. Because if by accident you, you mix them, my company would own whatever's on my work laptop, right? <laughs> like mm. you, you, you can't do that. <laughs> so my personal laptop's going, uh, it, going down there's like an issue with it so i'm sending it in to get repaired so that's great news um the uh issue will be solved hopefully in about a week and in the meantime i got work to pay for a book that i'm going to work through so like a technical like learning book um all about dynamo db which is like the database that i'm using um and so the whole theory that I'm trying to build this recency frequency modeling app, which is the like the core app of the stair step approach that I'm trying to do, <laughs> um, that whole app is built around the premise that if I use this like very low cost technology um, and this very sort of like relatively unique approach to build these small one-off apps. Um, that I'll be able to build a decent email list, learn a lot, understand how to relate my business towards customers, and then eventually with this new data, so that like, I guess to put it in process terms, understanding the serverless framework really well and being able to build those apps is sort of like building up the 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 picks and the, the stashed European players and all that stuff. Um, and then, so once I get this database technology down, which work is paying for a book for me, so that's great. Um, that should be the information that I need to launch the recency frequency modeling app. Uh, and that tool will then begin the data collection of names and email addresses, uh, users, customers, people interacting with me, learning those systems, creating those systems, right? Because people are going to email me with questions like, how does this work? And I need to be able to understand like, all right, well, how can I as a single guy, one person, handle customer support, <laughs> right? Like, that's the thing that I want to answer long before I ever push my chips in 
and trade for Jimmy Butler and go get Tobias Harris, right? I want to get that much, much sooner um, and have an answer for all that stuff. So that's the plan, and that's where this all sort of fits in. So the week was really good. I got a lot done. There was a lot of successes, but they're hard to quantify. Um, I did need to get like a quantifiable success. Um, I felt like that was important for uh, the purposes of, you know, uh, building building a, a good rapport for the show, basically. Like I wanted to do something that was good. So in order to do that, uh, I did update the website so you can visit the website and I added the books to that. So that's kind of my week. Yeah, I got yeah, like well, I got we'll like eight devices on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go get the better speed. Uh, right. so so you were giving your update. Yes. So my um update was basically this week I challenged myself with starting a Facebook. As I said, I did not uh not able to finish that setup yet. So I'm, I'm attacking on it this week as well, and which is not hard to do. It's really just a matter of, uh, for me. Oh, just, it's a business account, right? Yeah, the business account. For me, just figuring out that whole thing. And I didn't even I didn't even get a chance to uh, dive in to it at all. So, But I'm sure I'll just Google how to start a business account on Facebook and it'll pop up easily. Um, but the one thing that I did do um, that... Uh, I applaud all the graphic designers out there. So, so I remember I, one of the notes that I mentioned was, I'm going to figure out if there's an app that's created um, out there that will help uh, with uh, trying to build a um, logo or, you know, whatever for your business, which they do exist. So for so for those folks out there who, who are interested in that step, they do exist. Um, but they are they are a little bit you know, not as simple as I thought it would be. So I'm still in the middle of working with that. And I actually, I'm on my second app um, <laughs> because the first one was just like, it was way harder than I thought. But I think it's fun. I think it's, it's really uh, something that's fun for me to be able to give an update with the with the audience for those people who are in the same boat as us. Like we don't, we don't, we don't want to spend money and, and really until we're making money and uh, here's a way around that. You know, there's plenty of free apps. There's there's plenty. Like there's tons of apps out there. Um, there's logo designer apps, graphic designer apps, all that type stuff. So um, I'm gonna keep digging through until I do it. So I and I'm gonna do it on, on my own and see if I can do it. Then anyone can, because I am not computer savvy <laughs> at all. So if I pull this off, there'll be no excuses. Um, and then the well, other, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, for for a living, what I do really is Google stuff. Like, really what I do is just Google it and then read the instructions and then see if I can make it work and then figure out what's wrong and then Google it again and then read the instructions and figure out how it works. So you're essentially doing my job. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I can do it, then it's saying something. That's what I said I, when I was working on it. I'm like, I'm like, this is like. This is a whole nother language. I don't even know how to get the page black. Like, you know, just to get like a, a background. 
So it's it's cool. I'm I'm gonna keep chipping away, man. I'm a, I'm gonna Google or YouTube some, you know, how to create. Um, I just went on and started playing around this week, but I'm a, I'm gonna do some YouTube and then see if I can get some direction from YouTube on on some people who've already done this. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going with that until it's done. That'll be an agenda every week. Um, and then the other thing that we did is we we purchased a um, domain for a blog. Um, okay. Yeah, so so we're uh, we're in the middle of that. Not sure quite. You know, we we decided on a name. I won't reveal it just yet until we're ready to start posting stuff. But uh, that was one of the things with the wifey trying to figure out. Like, you know, a name's important. So we got we got one. We we came up with one, and you know, I'll we'll release it to the audience on the first. You know, once we get the blog up and running, or whatever we end up doing, maybe it'll be in. Uh, uh, Twitter first or Facebook first and we'll get some uh, feedback from everybody on the name um, and then something that I did this weekend and I always consider information you know work for us you know anytime we can get any information um, about entrepreneurship is is work is, is you know adding to your craft um, so one of the things that happened this week that was pretty big um, I don't know if you if you caught it or not but uh there was a, a music video that came out this week called uh, Entrepreneur um, from Jay-Z and Pharrell. And it's not, you know, it, it, it is probably, in my opinion, you know, I love all the movements that's going on right now about, you know, social injustice and stuff like that. But for my money, this this video right here is going to spark more change, you know, than than pretty much just about any movement that exists right now like the idea of what this video is about so basically it's my vision it's everything that i talk about about just encouraging entrepreneurship inside of those you know that's black communities right and people that have black faces getting people to feel more comfortable about you know going out and and trying to to chase whatever that goal or that dream of entrepreneurship that you have and so the the video is called titled Entrepreneurship, Entrepreneur, and uh, it's dope. They basically take all of these black entrepreneurs across the country and they don't, they just show you who they are in the yeah. video, um, you know, and the song is just basically a, a, a song pushing um, people, you know, um, Jay-Z, basically, I'm paraphrased because I don't remember the line exactly, but he has a line in the song about um you know if you can't own the business then you know stack the shelves you know stock the shelves you know and then uh, and if i and then tie you feel personally attacked on that one huh yeah right <laughs> no i feel beautiful so he goes i feel I per I, no no i feel you know initially yes <laughs> spot on <laughs> but then the line that he follows up with is until you can stock shelves for yourself like, you know, so it was just like it what it did for me is just like, man, like it's crazy to hear your, my vision really just like laid out like that. Like even the idea of the video, right? It's it's they're they're putting a lens on black entrepreneurs. Yep. My goal and what I my ultimate goal when we started this thing is to start a you know, a, a community market in those type in those communities. You know, to, to now, they're putting a lens. I would like to bring these businesses together inside of those, you know, th those communities and have you be able to walk up to them, you know, and see them in, in person. 
Um, you know, so for me, it was just, it was dope. It really like touched me. I think I've listened to the song and watched the video every day. And I believe it dropped on, I want to say either Thursday, Friday, maybe Friday. Probably fr yeah, probably Friday. It yeah. usually is on Friday. Yeah. So it dropped on Friday. And I tell you, I've listened to, listened to it every day um, since then, probably four times a day. Um, yeah. It's dope. Dude, I, I, I'm excited. I, I'll check it out. I did not hear about it or hear of it or whatever. Um, but, you know, Jay-Z and Pharrell, like, all right, yeah, how am I not going to like it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this, man, um, you know, it, it, it's nice to see, right, I mean, the core, one of the core values of this podcast, like one of the core reasons and principles behind doing it is that, uh, you know, I think we both firmly believe that there's not enough uh, black entrepreneurship in the United States. And then worse than that, the black entrepreneurship that exists in the United States isn't highlighted. And mm -hmm. so when people see black faces um, and really any colored faces, um, they don't associate that with entrepreneurship. And, Absolutely. Um, and it's a, it's a real shame, right? And part of, I think, the goal here is that um, you know, when somebody sees my face and they say, and I, and they put aspiring entrepreneur under my name, you know, everybody will be like, Oh, he must be some tech guy. Um, and when they put aspiring entrepreneur underneath your name, they need to put that same, they need to have that same vibe. Like, Oh, this guy must be out there trying to figure out a great business and, and grow it, growing something that impacts his community. And those two things are, are equally valuable. Um, and we, you know, we try to make the, the tech guys, uh, look cool and aren't they all elon musk yeah and the reality is like no dude i'm trying to build an app that like helps people sell some stuff i have no idea what i'm doing i'm not trying to change the world i'm trying to make a couple of dollars and <laughs> you know like stop you know glorifying me um and not glorifying you know my friend vernon who's yeah. doing the exact same thing just that, trying to figure it out that is spot on and beautiful hey can we tell a, a, before we go can we tell a quick story just on how we got here, right? Yeah. Like, like I think, you know, <laughs> I I believe I text you, right? I text you and ask you, because one, I know that like, one, you're a man of your word, right? Anytime I've ever asked you anything, you've told me you'll do anything, anything, it's been done, right? And uh, so I text you one day because I had a thought. I was trying to get some work done, landscaping stuff, like some some actual like, landscaping brick and mortar type you know stuff like laying some concrete different things like that now and uh i was looking for a a black landscaping company and i was like dang you know i one i can't find it i don't know where to start whatever so i was like as i'm looking i've realized like there's not a lot of places to go there's not a lot of you know what i mean and i actually hit you and i was like yo what do you think about an app like um home advisor but you know, focuses on, you know, things that need to be done around a house that give points you to black entrepreneurs or black businesses. Yep. And, uh, you know, like you, like you usually do, you, you were like, sure, let's look into it. Then you started looking yourself and you sent me some links, like here are some companies that are doing it already. Um, you know, and I think my point of the story is like that ended up sparking something where the next couple of weeks we just, started talking about just what's going on and, and different things like that in the world and everything like that. And then I got a text from you, I guess like one morning, just like, yo, what do you think about reading a book? 
And I think for you, like, I don't know, maybe you, maybe after having a conversation with me, I can't put exactly why it, you know, you, it led to us here, but I know we had this conversation and I think what I took from it is like you being the type of friend that you are, you've realized that there, there was something that I wanted to do and, and you, I didn't quite know what to do. But you knew that you wanted to help me in what that bigger goal was, which is what you talked about minutes ago. You understood that I thought black entrepreneurship and black own black business ownership was very important. And you being who you are all the time, whenever I've talked about, you know, business and my wife and her bacon and all of that, you've always been like, yo, whatever you need, I, I don't got much, but I'll invest, I'll, you know, whatever you need. Yep. I'll, I'll keep reminding you. Um and I don't know if that was the reason why you text me the pretty much like what a week later and was like, let's read a book. And then it turned into the like the next week you were just like, yo, let's record it. And then you were <laughs> like, it was just like, all right, let's make a podcast. Like, you know, but I just wanted to point that out. Like one, like I just thought it was dope. I don't know if we ever really, you know, as men, uh, sorry for people who don't you know, believe in the, the, the gender roles and different things like that. But as men and who we are, we didn't really talk much about, you know, like get into the deepness of how we ended up here. But that's what I felt. And I don't know if you quite agree if it worked out that way exactly, but that's how I felt, um, you know, prior to the day leading up to recording the first episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how it happened, man. I think, you know, I think it, what it took, was you know a, a, a lot there's a lot of self-reflection right about um you know the opportunities that have been afforded me just by nature of me being um born middle class and white right i mean like a whole bunch of shit just went right for me um and and i made a whole bunch of great decisions and worked really hard like you know it's not all like oh look at me i just privileged my way into life right but like also, a whole bunch of decisions that I made where I worked really hard worked out. And part of that was the fact that I was white. And, you know, I think, you know, my whole entire life, I've had uh, a black friend that what like that I've had like deep affinity for, right? Every day of my entire life that, you know, part of that comes from growing up in, in an area where there are white people and black people, right? I mean, try that in Colorado, it's not going to work as well. But, you know, mm -hmm. southeastern Pennsylvania, you know, we have all the different colors and all the different spectrums of kinds of people. And um, so I was fortunate enough to get, you know, a, a cultural, a broad cultural brush as as I grew up. And, you know, I never I a good part of it is that I never really considered the fact that, you know, I was hanging out with a black guy. I was just hanging out with my friend um, who was black. So like that was sort of a thing. But there was a second piece of that, right, that never connected for me. Um, well, it didn't never connect, but didn't really connect with me, which is when I did something stupid and decided, like, oh, I'm going to skip class today in high school or whatever, right? Like, when I did something stupid, the outcomes were um, different based on the color of my skin than they were for my black friend, right? Mm -hmm. And that has reflecting on that and the many times that, that sort of happened, right? Like you make a, you make a choice to do, to do something stupid when you're 17 years old or 16 years old. 
and it's you and your friend who you look at as a friend, um, but your friend's also black, makes a bad decision, the outcomes could be dramatically different just because of the uh, traditional access that um, having, you know, generational wealth has afforded me, right? So, like, you know, I have middle-class parents um, who had parents whose money didn't get taken away by the government. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, whose parents' money didn't get taken Like, things just kind of have this history, um, and it's been really fortunate for me to, to get to be a part of that. And I think it's really important that uh, as an entrepreneur, that's the goal, that that shouldn't have anything to do with it. And so part of the way that I can make that not have anything to do with it is by supporting black industries, supporting black business, and supporting my black friends. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and I think it's okay that it's an explicit thing that I'm saying, like, yes, in fact, you know, black faces don't get enough entrepreneurship coverage in the United States. And it's important that we do cover them. Mm -hmm. So that other black faces can look around and say, hey, this is something we need so that eventually we can stop looking at all the colors of the faces. You know, that's going to be outside of my lifetime, but that's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right about that. We're working towards it, though. Yeah, baby steps, right? Absolutely. Um, what's your goal for the week? So, all right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get Facebook done. It's okay. official. I'm going to start actually when we get off of here. I'm going right to it. And, and I'm going to make that happen. Um, and then, um, quite honestly, like, I got some phone calls to make, man. I, I'm back in the, you know, we're, we're looking at some potential property moves. Nothing nothing crazy. Um, but there are some potential property moves. There's, there's a, I'm trying to figure out what does it take to buy a property that has been abandoned, abandoned in the city and who, who owns it. Who, the steps that I would need to go through not to make a purchase tomorrow but I think that that's going to be a potential avenue for us so I want to okay. know like do I talk to a realtor do I have to go straight th through the city um, like who do I talk to first what type of loan do I need so those are the questions that we'll be getting answers to or at least trying to get answers to this week so I think my first step is I'm going to just call a realtor and just see what they point me to or see if this is something that they're familiar with. Seems like a great first step to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I'm going to work through this book about DynamoDB, get that done, and uh, move on. So it should be a straightforward week. Yeah, absolutely. Well we'll, well, we'll touch base next week, and there won't be any Sixers to complain about. Yeah, unless they hire a coach <laughs> we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, take it easy. All right, late. All right, I got to hang up. Yep. <clears throat>